Welcome to Homemaker Chic Podcast, season six. Woohoo! I'm like a terrible sound effects maker. I'm always like, I fall <laughs> flat on my face. Those are some pretty cool I, dance moves you had. They there. were. That was like a mom Backing move. Out to our song. <laughs> our song, in case you guys wonder, is called The Morning Light. And Shay and I get up long before the morning light. I am Angela Reed of Parisian Farm Girl. This is Homemaker Chic Podcast. I'm slightly jazzed. I'll tell you why in a second. I am sitting here. Am I recording? I'm nervous. I'm sitting here with Shay Elliott of the Elliott Homestead. And we have been at this for one year, girlfriends. Yes. We did it. And through COVID. Like through COVID. So it really it's like five years. (laughs) (laughs) It's like an eternity. This is going to be a really fun episode today. I can't wait. This really is. So welcome, welcome, welcome to season six. I got to stay in focus for the patrons here. Sit still, Anch. This is season six. We did it. We looked at the podcast community and we said, what are they missing? They're missing a sexy homemaker show. So let's start a show called Homemaker Chic. And we did that uh, about 48 hours before the world shut down. And so we are super geeked, as we say on this show, and very happy. And there's a child in the background distracting me. In We're chase. 30 seconds into season six. We've already had a... There's already a child. <laughs> I have no idea what I was saying. I'm so excited to see your beautiful face. And we'll get to that more in a little yes. bit, too. So uh, on this show, we are rescuing the art of homemaking because it is an art. We are rescuing it from the daily grind because there are a lot of crumbs and bra straps and hormones. Sometimes there are children. In our case, there are farm animals. And mm-hmm. uh, Shay and I are sort of workaholics. So there's a lot of grind. And we want to help you rescue yourself from the monotony <laughs> of of it because it is a beautiful thing. And we want you to find joy and art in what you do and give you your dignity back. Boom. Yeah, girl. Mm-hmm. And we are doing it in red lips and no frumpy denim jumpers. I'm wearing a special sweatshirt today, patrons. Mm-hmm. Um, We're going to talk reverse? about that. Like, can they see it the right way? I don't know. It's, it's backwards. So if you can I don't backwards know anything anymore. Uh, I don't know anything. I give up. <laughs> How are you, my friend? Uh, we'll get to that. Did you already do the page? Patron, like say hi to our patrons. I didn't. Let me scroll up. Let me. Check I, I my put. Notes. I put a little note in there for we you. Did. We want to thank our patrons for keeping Homemaker Chic on the air for six seasons. Yeah. So lots of podcast listeners, just like you, have shown their love to support Homemaker Chic podcast over these six seasons for just ten dollars a month. And this, honestly, this just helps the podcast up and running. Like it keeps it, helps it going. The husbands, you know, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and for our patrons for that $10 a month, we show our love back by giving you free copies of our cookbooks, digital downloads of those cookbooks, a private Discord service where you can chat it up with other homemakers, make some friends, grow in your skills. And then, of course, you get video forms of the podcast so that you can see Angela laughing at me for I'm not sure what. Because you're a boomer and you said service instead of server. Go ahead. Whatever. Carry on. Whatever. So people love watching the videos. That's actually been, I think, the most popular thing that we've done for our patrons. And so if you would like to see us chat it up in video form, you are welcome to do that. Just visit patreon.com forward slash Homemaker Chic Podcast. Show your love to the podcast for just $10 a month and you get it all. And we love our patrons because they do keep Homemaker Chic here. So thank you, patrons. They really do. 
We do a quarterly uh, girlfriend fangirl hangout, and that just got uploaded. So if you've missed that a few weeks ago and you've been waiting to see that, log into Patreon to all the fangirls and check that out. And be sure to join us at the end of this season because we will do another call. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. All right. So we want to thank you for giving us just a few minutes of your time to share a few great companies with you. Dear listeners, today's episode of Homemaker Chic Podcast is brought to you by my Old World Design Society. Hey, society members, we've had a fantastic session. We've learned so much and have experienced so much inspiration for our homes. So visit oldworld.parisianfarmgirl.com to get in on the action. There are still a few days left. Homemaker Chic podcast listeners, if you would like a copy of the winter edition of the Old World Design Society, but it will be gone because we're moving on to spring in just a couple days. By being a member of the society, you would get a magazine, publication, print, or digital. You have access to our exclusive group where we study artists, design. We share our design ideas, our dilemmas, and really we're just hanging out with a ton of like-minded friends. So if you love chateaus and cottages and tufted sofas and oil paintings, old dishes, then you must join the Old World Design Society. Get your winter copy so you can get a feel for what's going on. Visit oldworld.parisianfarmgirl.com. And in just a few days, we have pre-sale for spring. So get savvy. Fall flat on your face at the end of an ad read. (laughs) Today's episode of the podcast is also brought to you by our beloved Toops & Co. Organics. Toops & Co. is your one-stop online shop for all things natural and organic. This is a company created by our friend Emily, who has taken quality ingredients to an entirely new level, including things like makeup and skincare and... Yeah. Serums. (laughs) Serums. <laughs> All Serums. the goodness. Thank you. My <laughs> eyes just went red. <laughs> Emily has stocked tubes and co with tallow bombs, deodorant, shampoo, soap, foundations, lipsticks, skin tonics, eyeshadows, and much, much more. She dreams of women using her makeup and skincare products with confidence, knowing that they're putting the purest, most natural ingredients onto their bodies and enjoying the pleasure that comes with taking the very best care of your skin and body that you can. I want you to try the frankincense tallow bomb and I want you to feel that like whipped, silky pleasure of massaging it into your chapped garden hands or your dry elbows. And then I want you to try the red wine lipstick and enjoy feeling dressed up, even if it's just for your children or your chickens. So visit tubesandco.com to stock your bathroom and makeup case with pure, beautiful products from Tubes and Co. That's T-O-U-P-S and co.com and use the coupon code HOMEMAKER for 10% off of your purchase. We did it. We're back at it. We're back. Takes back a little bit to get back in the saddle. Like you got to warm your muscles up. Good. I know gracious. it sounds you... so easy to just sit and talk into a microphone. <laughs> you guys should have seen us trying to get ready to oh start gosh. season six. We're texting back and forth. Oh, um, I had just to restart my computer. I'm like, well, I forgot to hook up my camera. So yeah. sit tight. Yeah. I was kind of worried that my computer wasn't going to turn on since one of my children knocked over my gigantic brand new iMac onto the floor. Thank you. Thank you, children. It shattered the screen. And I'm hoping Did you replace the screen? We have to get it replaced. But working on a We're working on a shattered computer screen because, you know, God forbid we have anything nice that just is and isn't somehow destroyed. That wouldn't be right. Aiden like Aiden's like 
cue Aiden is like, and this is why we can't have nice things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's so Mm -hmm. true. You know what I've been telling myself actually lately a lot? You need to not try to be creating Eden, creating Eden, creating Eden here. The side of, yeah. Yeah, this side of glory stuff's going to break. It's going to shatter. I mean, it's just sin and mess and filth. And of course, there are pockets of beauty, amazing pockets of beauty, but you could in vain spend your life trying to cultivate this perfect existence. Yes. And basically what you would end up doing is just being miserable your whole life because you can plant the beautiful rose bush and then it gets aphid. You know, you buy, you invest in your nice computer screen, it gets shattered. I mean, it's it's just not possible. Right. So I just keep telling myself, enjoy it. Just enjoy what's there in the moment and stop trying to make this world something it's not going to be. Yes. I think there's uh, two camps too. I think there's like really aggressive, like, you know, you and I are like activators. We like to get stuff done. We like to make it happen. We like to create where yeah, we are intentionally carving out a certain atmosphere, which, you know, our YouTube audience has had exposure to that. Um, and then there's uh, another crowd like the, that needs to stop and smell the roses. And so that's, I think we're creators and people like you and I come in and we put our arm out and we say, now come with me. Like, mm-hmm. Don't be too busy to experience the beauty. Mm-hmm. Don't be too busy to carve out the pockets. Mm-hmm. And then it's really easy for people like you and I to just go, nothing ever works right. Why can't everything be the way I want it? And so yeah. I think we all balance each other out is what I'm uh, Yeah, no, that's true. Trying it takes all sorts. Poorly. What have we always said? The world's not meant to be homogenized. If it was no. filled with Shay and Angela's, that would be horrible. We shouldn't all be the same. We shouldn't <laughs> all really think bad. the same. We shouldn't all have the same hobbies. Like, you know, I was actually thinking about this, and maybe this is an episode for a different day, but you know when you're first getting started in, in homesteading and you just mm-hmm. see people who are doing stuff and then you just do it because you're like, oh, they cured their own bacon. I I must cure my own bacon. This is what home, mm-hmm. homesteaders mm-hmm. do. And you just sort of mimic what you see because it's how we learn. Mm-hmm. It's how our children learn. They just mirror what they see us doing. They mirror the, wor- the words they hear us saying. We right. do the same thing when we're taking on something new. And I think then you have you kind of develop into this maturity of like okay i've cured my bacon i've butchered my ducks i've grown my vegetable garden i've you know read beatrix potter now what do i actually want to do like what yeah. in that is actually something that speaks to my heart that i think is worth pursuing further yeah. you know what i mean i don't remember why i was saying that but I don't it's either. just been a it's been something that's been on my mind lately like don't feel like you have to be the same don't feel like There's one type of homemaker or Mm -hmm. one type of homesteader or one type of homeschool mom or, I mean, pick it. There's not. Right. And there doesn't need to be. And someone, uh, this is, okay, this is sage (laughs) advice from my mother. (laughs) The Duchess of Windsor said uh, someone, or no, she's, no, scratch that, mom. Uh, the Duchess of Windsor said, you could never be too rich or too thin. That's not what I wanted to say. My mom used to say to me, someone will always be richer. Someone will always be thinner. Oh, yeah. Yes, <laughs> okay. it's true. But I had another homesteader. Okay, so there's that. Okay, that sounds like my mom's a lunatic. But then there's there's that. The other side of it, I had a homesteader say to me when I was first getting started, someone will always do more. Yeah. You, you bake uh, bread. 
you like, I remember the first time I made a loaf of bread. And this show is not about homesteading. If you're brand new, this is not a homesteading show. Mm-mm. Shay and I just happen to each be um, crofters. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but um, somebody will always do more. So you can learn to bake bread. But there's going to be that woman out there that actually like grows the spelt or the wheat. Like mm-hmm. She actually does more than you. You know, mm-hmm. I right. can I can uh, raise a feeder pig and butcher a feeder pig. There are people that actually raise pigs. Like mm-hmm. They do the whole thing from start to finish. They don't just buy a 50 pound pig. You know, somebody will yes. always do more. So like, yes. give yourself a break. Somebody will always be skinnier and somebody will always do more. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> The end. Welcome back. (laughs) And on that note, let's cue that wine music, shall we? (laughs) Our wine segment is brought to you by Dry Farm Wines. I want you to memorize this, my friends. Dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic. It's so easy. Dry Farm Wines is an online wine company that will ship you organic, naturally yeasted, estate grown, old world, no garbage wines from all around the world. This is wine that is grown and bottled to help you tap into life to celebrate those moments. So why do we drink Dry Farm Wines? Well, because there are 76 ingredients that legally do not have to be listed on the wine label, and that is not very appetizing. We put so much thought into how we take care of our bodies, what we put on it, what we put in it, and that should not stop with your wine. So I want you to visit dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic and Miss Angela Reed. I would like you to tell me what you're sipping. I'm sipping an Austrian wine. Uh, And this is uh, Heinrich and it's a Blau Frankisch 2018. What? Heinrich. You have to say it. Heinrich. Oh, yeah. Like for season like you two, mean season it. one listeners, like we try to say German angry. Heinrich. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> I can't. Uh, but I again, I just want to say this to the listener because I know there's a lot of people like, okay, what is this dry farm they're always talking about? And we will never stop talking about dry farm. I uh, had dinner with a family member and we went out to a very nice restaurant a few weeks ago. And um, he's like, so what's the deal? I'm like, no, it's... It's not like just a label slapped on a bottle. These are all coming from the small estates and the small family farms that we all so much, very, yeah. so much, very much believe yes. in. Yes. So this is a Heinrich La, La Franquiche for mm-hmm. the patrons. That's a good yeah. one. It really is. Yeah. I just poured I the last glass. We had it last night um, at mm-hmm. dinner. Joel mm-hmm. and I did. So I'm going, I pulled up their website. So I'm going to use some verbiage that I wouldn't normally, okay. normally use. Okay. But, uh, bottled with conscientious handcraft and great care through the entire life cycle. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. So this is hand. <laughs> this wine is actually hand handpicked from mm. mid September through October, and like all dry farm wines, it's a spontaneous f- fermentation. So along with not having the 76 ingredients, there's no added sugar for those of us who are concerned about people being skinnier than us. There's there's no <laughs> added sugar, um, and it goes through two weeks of maceration. Mm-hmm. On the skins in a wooden ferment, a wooden fermentation vat and steel tanks, and then eighteen months of um, goes through eighteen months of maturity in wooden vats That's and so cool. five hundred liter oak barrels. So I, I just love the I idea know. of like the hand picking and all the goodness. And I, I really, I had never heard of a Blaufrankisch before Dry Farm, 
And uh, I do receive a couple bottles each month that are either a blend of Blaufrancation, something else, or just the straight. And I love it. Mm-hmm. It's excellent. Mm-hmm. It is. Listeners, we would love it if you would pour a glass of something that tickles your fancy. We would love it if it was Dry Farm Wines, dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic, or a tea or a coffee, depending on when you're listening to this. But pour a beverage because we're going to dive into it a little bit. You got to wet the whistle before you start the work. You know what I'm saying? So how does four (laughs) bottles for the price of three sound or 13 for the price of 12? So right now, head to dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic and get your first order set up. You can do this as a one-time order if you'd like to just give them a try. You can also do this as a monthly shipment if you would like to not have to think about it again and just have wines randomly show up at your doorstep. (laughs) You can do that too. Um, And for that first order, you will get an extra bottle in your order for just a penny more. Little perk, little homemaker chic perk. You're welcome. Okay. Hi. Hi. (laughs) Dang. So uh, we have spent uh, the better part of the last year using uh, the first few moments of our show to tell you that we are two best friends that live 2,000 miles away and we haven't seen each other in two years. Yeah. And now we are two best friends that live 2,000 miles away. And we haven't seen each other in... Five days. Six five days. Five days. Five, six. Mm. Too long already, Shay. I, I'm i kind of heartsick <laughs> about it, if I'm going to be honest. I know. Um, f- yeah. There are so few people in life that you get the privilege of being friends with to that point. And I think you and I have sort of talked about this before. I, it sounds like really like Eeyore-ish and I don't mean it like that. I've just never had a Thanks best friend, you know, me. like oh, I've never had a best friend. Yeah. Um, I loved it. We got, we did an Instagram live while we were visiting one another and somebody was like, Oh, you're so drunk. And then somebody else was like, no, you obviously don't Clearly. never had a best friend. And right. I thought, and it's true because I don't, you don't, belly laugh to the point of almost wetting your pants you know or that's, wetting that's your pants something that you <laughs> typically do with people and so angela and i had the privilege of visiting with one another in new orleans last week we both got on a plane we met up we rented a little french inspired european apartment in the french quarter of new orleans and we wow. just lived a posh life for 3 days <laughs> together just for the pure joy of mm. each other's company. And I got to tell you, coming back into season six, it feels different. Just, yeah, it feels different. So we thought we would just kind of warm up with season six to let you guys know what's been happening the last couple of weeks. Talk about our trip. Talk about what's going on at home. Talk about what's on our hearts as we're going into this next season. And just, you know, hang out together for a little bit. It was really fantastic. Do we want to start at the beginning? Mm -hmm. I don't know. It was just, uh, we had plans and you heard us talk last season about like maybe meeting up in Montana. And one day uh, a message popped up on my computer and Shay's like, can we meet somewhere sexier? (laughs) And I'm like the uh, person in the friendship. I think that 
plans the stuff. Plans. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay, let's let, let's be real. Yeah. I've joked before about Shay buying the plane ticket 10 minutes before the plane takes off. Yeah. So I was kind of bugging her, like, are we going to do this? Are we going to do this? And we're both so busy. And we both have, um, you know, a, an appropriate, maybe inappropriate amount of anxiety about leaving home. Like, we, yeah. we have a lot of responsibilities here. Yeah. Um, and so she said, can we go somewhere sexier? We were going to just meet in the middle of nowhere. And I said, can we go to New Orleans? I mean, we've been on uh, con- you know, business trips before, and we've stayed at the Queen Mary. Mm-hmm. I said, look, if we're going to stay in California, we're staying on a ship. And what else have we done? Oh, we went to Atlanta. We went to the Margaret Mitchell Museum. We like we both are history mm-hmm. nerds, and I'm always trying to like bite off as much as I can. I said, "Can we please go to New Orleans? I can't think of it. Like, what are we going to meet in Phoenix? No offense to the Phoenix <laughs> listeners, but like, <laughs> like we got to go somewhere. Yeah, fabulous. And um, we did. We found this incredible flat in the French Quarter that was just as funky and chippy as it could be. Uh, like we're talking like four flights of spiral staircase. That was mm-hmm. fun. Was Suitcases it fun? And, was it? <laughs> My gosh. <laughs> <laughs> like dry heaving when I get to the top. <laughs> we were trying to figure out like what makes it so bad. Like if you climbed four flights of stairs, that wouldn't be that bad. But I think we deduced that it was the curve that your thighs really start to shake. Mm-hmm. Could have been the high heels that- or the suitcases too. <laughs> one of those. One of those. One things. of One of them. <gasps> Oh, yes. But yeah, this flat was um, amazing. So for those of you that know New Orleans, we were at Dumaine and Royal was our closest intersection. Yes. And um, this building like had to be as old as New John Orleans. Paul Jones. <laughs> I, mean, I yeah. tell you what, like, <laughs> yeah. holy cow. It was extremely 42 old. layers of paint and a courtyard and maidenhair ferns growing out of the bricks in the courtyard and we should share some photographs with our patrons oh that's a good idea fun i haven't been able to emotionally prepare myself for editing them yet because i haven't either i'm just like i it hurts it hurts in such a good way and i'm just so thankful i mean it's one of those things that leaving is hard it's hard to leave 10 children two husbands Mm -hmm. two farms two weeks of work it's a hard and but dang it, if it isn't it's so good, it's just sometimes to get away and come back is so helpful and just to fill that cup. Mm-hmm. You know, Angela said this a really great way when somebody we were there and somebody asked us, like, why are you here? And she just goes to put a deposit in the friendship. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, I've heard that analogy with kids. I'm sorry, I keep looking out my window, but. There are ro- all of a sudden all the robins came back and they're <gasps> bathing in the pond just and like, I can oh, just see them just like <laughs> and they're so cute cracking like, out. I, so- I love it when they tuck their head like under and they go. Like, I know. Nee, 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 nee. Yeah. I'm just really distracted though. <laughs> they're so cute. Anyway, I've heard it said that with kids, like you need to be constantly be making deposits. You know, that means mm-hmm. time together, snuggle time on the couch, reading, right. sharing affection, sharing words of encouragement, da, 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 so that when you need to discipline or when you need to challenge or push back or say no, there's a balance in that bank account for you to make that withdrawal from. Mm. And the same is true for friendship, isn't it? Or I yeah. mean, marriage, obviously. I don't know. I just had right. never thought it in friendship terms before. And 
you know, we make a lot of deposits just in the amount of connection that we have and, and staying in touch. We don't go really a day without talking of, in mm-hmm. some form. In some form. Um, but there's nothing that can replace just being around each other physically. And I think no. if we've learned anything from this last year, it's that we actually need physical presence from people. It's what? <laughs> Sorry. What are you thinking it about? It was so fantastic <laughs> to see you. <laughs> Jeez. I'm sorry. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> I just remembered like coming down the escalator like, okay, you just scan the scan those people and then you're going to see her and mm-hmm. and that's it. The best part was I saw you coming down the escalator. There was a giant picture of a Spanish moss covered like Louisiana swamp uh-huh. covering most of the escalator, but I could see legs coming down. And I saw her shoes and I'm like, that's her. (laughs) Boom. (laughs) Not many people travel in shoes like that. (laughs) And those would be winter white Calvin Klein loafers. No, they were my navy blue sand metal. They were your wedges. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It was so good. Um, It was. Sorry. That really got me. (laughs) No, it's it is an emotional thing. And. Well, and to be to experience something together. Yeah. Like. You know, there's very few people that would geek out about, like, 42 layers of lead-based paint <laughs> with me. You know what I mean? Oh, like, it was, oh my gosh. Yeah, this is so amazing. Yeah. Like, we get to climb up these stairs and we're going to, like, be hyperventilating by the top. And, <laughs> and like, pigeons. There was this little... Pigeons. This oh, little pair oh. of pigeons that were flying inside because everything's just open air there. And Okay, yeah. so let's start to the beginning. So we meet okay, up at the see. airport. We get an Uber into New Orleans. It's, I don't know, maybe half an hour into into our apartment. We get into our apartment. You know, you're kind of running on that adrenaline of travel, which is not the best feeling. I really wish I could get that to go away. But we decided once we got to the apartment, the flat, that we would just hunker down for the night, get our bearings a little bit, unpack our things. And so we just put some Outlander on the computer (laughs) we ordered ourselves a ton of indian food and some sushi because why just choose one when you're on vacation (laughs) because food bills are so much cheaper without 10 foodie children along with you oh you mean i can order as much sushi as i want yeah i won't have to get a second mortgage wonderful it was so wonderful we got in our pajamas you know took our makeup off and just Opened a bottle of champagne and we just sat there and ate and watched Outlander and drank champagne and it was fabulous. And we do have to say thank you again to Dry Farm because oh, you guys yes. know what they did. I'm telling you, this company, <laughs> once you get in with Dry Farm, you'll never go back. They actually shipped wine to our Airbnb for us mm-hmm. so that we could um, enjoy their fabulous selection. So they sent us champagne and Red wine and Shay's favorite Italian whites, mm-hmm. and we'll we'll tell you a little bit more how we used that as we expand this conversation. But thank mm-hmm. you so much mm-hmm. to them because that was amazing. It really was so a treat. accommodating. Yeah, it was, it was. a treat because how often do you go on vacation? Then you have to go to some kind of store, and you know who knows what the selections like. Who knows what you're yeah. going to find? And to me, it's like if I'm going to be paying and put this effort into experience this. I want to enjoy it fully. You can't control so many things in life in life. But like this is one of those things it's like no, you could do this. Mm-hmm. You could enhance that experience that much more just by a teeny bit of extra effort. 
you know, ship yourself the wine. Um, So what did we do that next day? The next day, I think we got up, went to walk to Cece's because our flat didn't have a coffee maker. Right. Main complaint. It had a coffee maker. Apparently, the, like, the last person broke the pot or something. And okay. so the, well. mach- the machine was there, but the pot wasn't. So uh, we've left a review. Get a Keurig because, <laughs> like, I need caffeine. Yes. <laughs> Especially so after CC's is just yeah. – Yeah, right? It's like, you know, a minute and a half walk around the corner. And that is something that, for those of you that have wondered about visiting uh, mm-hmm. New Orleans and wanting to stay in the French Quarter – the area that you want to stay in is so compact. Like you're a pro within about two hours and everything is right there. So I think it's a seven CC's block was, stretch. The yeah, entire French Quarter. Fabulous. So friendly and mm-hmm. great buildings. Yeah. Way. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. CC's was so great. We, we got coffee and then we went back and got ready. Kind of just yeah. spruced up for the day. I defunct after flying. And then we just walked around, right? Mm-hmm. We just wanted to get our bearings and... Oh, no. After we had CC's and got ready, we went to Cafe du Monde and we had coffee and beignets. Duh. And listened to a nice little blues band. Yeah. Sure. That was fun. Live music. I can't... I don't think I've heard live music since... I know since it was March last year, I went to a Polecat concert in Bellingham. That was March, the week before everything completely shut down. So mm-hmm. it's been a year since I've heard. A live band play. Yeah. And it was I'm fabulous. Any, I mean, was Ami so Lee plays the piano at one of our local co- coffee shops, but I hear her play every day. So <laughs> it's uh, mm-hmm. not quite the same. Beignets, amazing. Cafe de Monde, like just, um, mm-hmm. you know, you're in this, like you, we came around to like Jackson Square. Mm-hmm. It looks like Place de Vosges in Paris. You're like, oh, this is America. Mm-hmm. This is amazing. And um. It's not really what I was – I mean, I was expect- – I had expectations, but I really didn't know. Mm-hmm. I I don't – I guess there anything else is old, maybe parts of New York and Boston. Yeah, I was just going to say I'm, just I'm up a little in bit New naive England. about the East Coast because I've never been East. But um, yeah, incredible. Yeah. The beignets were – uh, incredible. Yeah, they were fried sweet like, dough. Like it's not. Yeah, but not not like tourist trap. Like oh, this has just been here forever. Like no. since what? Like eighteen seventy six, eighteen fifty two, or something. Not so like that. Good. Like definitely stand in the line if there's a line when you go. Definitely stand in the line. And then after that, we went. Uh, okay, so the night before, I was just texting family, like telling them I had landed safely. Talking to my grandmother. My grandmother is eighty seven, and we are BFFs. Um. And she texted me and said, New Orleans is where we went on our honeymoon. And I guess I knew that, but I didn't know. I didn't mm-hmm. remember. I've seen the photograph. You have to understand, like, my grandparents, like, live in rural Indiana. My grandpa, grandpa was a phenomenal farmer. And um, I just was stunned. I'm like, well, that's really swanky. I can't believe you guys did that. Mm-hmm. How amazing. And she said, we had we ate at the court of two sisters. And so we were looking on our DoorDash menu that night, and sure enough, there it is, the Court of Two Sisters. So mm-hmm. that's where we had brunch the next day. Shrimp and grits, baby. Shrimp and grits. Fried catfish, And okra. Baby. And fried catfish. <laughs> At 1030 in the morning, I, I texted care. my husband a picture. I'm like, fried catfish. He might, yep. That's how I feel about fried catfish. Uh, do we want to talk about the Court of Two Sisters? Because, like, wisteria... 
There was a wisteria vine there that best estimation is about 140 years old. Last, that's what he said, 140. I thought it was way older than that. I thought it was like two, two something. I don't remember. Like okay. so old. I mean, this thing was just like a, old. It was not, a building say in my family. Old is not. It was old. Yeah. Not. It was as big as a building. It was incredible. I can truly only imagine what it would look like when it was in bloom. Oh, it's one of my favorite parts about traveling is looking at like the flora and fauna of all mm-hmm. the different places. You know, things that you're just hyper aware when you're in a new space. So like I remember you were walking down the sidewalk. There was a crack in the sidewalk with like this little yellow flower poking up and we're not in a great mm-hmm. part of town. This is a trashy old sidewalk. And you said, oh, look at this little yellow flower. This is so beautiful. <laughs> oh, Speaking of that sound effect, Shay doesn't like it when I make that sound effect. Okay. She does this super <laughs> annoying thing you guys need to know about. Everything is just like, <gasps> and it's like, it could be, oh, I forgot to text message Joel about Amelie's piano lesson, or it could be my grandma was in a car crash, or it could be, oh, I need to use the bathroom. <gasps> it's like, you need to stop doing that because I am reacting as if something horrible has happened. And I'm sorry that you have to use the bathroom, but if you could stop making that noise, that'd be great. Angela is also, and I'd forgotten this about her because it's been so long. She's also oh, a brother. deep sire, and she doesn't realize that she's oh, yeah. doing it, but she's like plugging in her phone to charge it, <sighs> putting on her shoes. <sighs> I'm like, are you okay? Honey, do you need to talk? Do you, need to- <laughs> do you want to talk about something? Did I say something to make you upset? Or are you just <laughs> sighing like that to process thought? <laughs> <laughs> so true <laughs> it is <laughs> she's also much oh my gosh <laughs> she's also much smaller than you I imagine that's a comp it's not a bad thing to be like smaller what if I said the opposite she's way bigger than I thought I never know if you mean like this way or this way. <laughs> no, you're well, no, you're just smaller. All of it is smaller. I'm big. I'm much bigger than you. Okay. It's strange. Okay. Like Question there mark? was a picture of us at, at Oak Alley and I'm That's like not six fair. inches taller. You could have photoshopped that. No, you could have photoshopped that. I wore my flats that day and you had on heels. I look like the mayor of friggin Munchkin <laughs> City in that picture. <laughs> I was like, wow, thanks, Shay. Thanks for posting that on Instagram. Because it's really uncomfortable. Like, I really look like a munchkin. You look like a Barbie doll. And I look like a dweeb. And so thanks. I think I'm just taller than I realize. I think I'm I'm taller than the average woman. You're you're Five seven. Mm-hmm. I'm five four, mm-hmm. and so I wore sandals because my dogs were barking from the day before, and <laughs> you wore your special made in Israel, beautiful, cute shoes. And I was like, "Are you sure I shouldn't wear my wedges? Because like I don't want to feel really like a shorty all day long." You're like, "No, no, you'll be fine. I'll post it on Instagram. Everybody will see how smaller you are." <laughs> Oh, you're funny. 
You're funny. You could have just stretched me out or something. Well, you can throw me under the bus for uh, how I handle the coffee situation. (laughs) (laughs) Are you? I didn't think it was that bad. I uh, apparently can't let Angela order for herself. (laughs) Oh, that's right. Oh, oh, yeah. Like, can we talk about this? Shay must be. Sorry, Stuart. Shay must be very commandeering because. I don't know if I ordered any food that I actually wanted or <laughs> coffee shot. the way I wanted it. She ordered That's for me every time. We'll have two Americanos, 32 ounces, like every day. And then she'd go, oh, sorry, that's probably not what you wanted. I'm like, no, like by all means, just keep talking. <laughs> just got like after like the eighth time, it was officially a thing. I was trying to be nice. I was trying to be nice. Oh, I actually love it when people order for me. I do. I it is like uh, it's it <laughs> is nice. You. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. I also but, did you know, this eight times. Did this thing that I have a, another major problem that I have, which is when I get nervous, I just can't keep talking. Stop talking. She just keeps talking. If there's ever a point, sometimes on the show you guys are like, oh, Angela should talk more. I'm like, no, you don't You don't understand. I always feel very, very bad if I interrupt someone. And so <laughs> Shay does say inappropriate things when she's nervous, and she won't stop talking. And so we had a few Uber rides where we got out, and she's elbowing me like, you didn't say anything. You just made me do all the talking. <laughs> like, you never came up for air. What am I going to jump in? Like, so how long have you lived here? How long have you been driving? <laughs> Try to get a word in edgewise. <laughs> Shay's dying. You guys need to see that. There was one specifically where I'm like, my God, are you like, do you have a script? Like, what are you working off of? How do you have these many questions going? Like, I'm not very good at small talk. And so, like, if if what happens is I'm not good at small talk. So if Shay takes the four questions I had in my back pocket, I'm dead on the vine. I, I can't do it. Like... I'm like, you took everything I was going to say. Do you wear contacts? Like, I don't know. <laughs> what is your problem? I panic. <laughs> I don't want there to be an awkward lull in the conversation. So I just Lulls keep talking. are okay. I know. I know. It's true. I understand it's a weakness. I'll work on it. I'll work on it. <laughs> It's I I don't mind. It's just that because I'm not good at small talk. If I'm like, oh, now I'll ask. Now I'll, and then if somebody does that, I'm like, oh crap! What am I going to say now? <laughs> oh, it was so good, you guys. We got to say too. Like, I mean, this is not a religious or political podcast. Uh, but monkey, but <laughs> but we interacted. With so many people. Angela and I are both so much the same in that when we go someplace or we travel, we just chat it up. Like like, like with the, an Uber driver, waiter, yeah. coffee mm-hmm. stand owner, like person we see on the street. Like, like we don't want to just be in and out. No. Like, we want to like we want to pulse. Yeah. Right? We want to pulse. pulse. And so yeah. we just chatted it up with everybody who would listen and hang out and talk to us. There were people from Every walk of life imaginable. And it was so beautiful. I came back with a renewed faith in humanity. Just like, oh, it's actually 
It's not that I'll bad. Say it. It's not as bad as what <laughs> they say it is. Yeah. I'll say it. Yeah. You guys can run with that. Yeah. I, yeah, exactly. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to go there too far. But it was so beautiful. We interacted with so many beautiful, beautiful people from so many different places. And it was just excellent. Mm-hmm. And it was just really reassuring. Everyone was just kind of really middle of the road, super pragmatic. Mm-hmm. No one's panties wearing a wad. Just kind of just real. your average person living their life. Kel Surprise. Imagine that. Imagine what the rest of us are trying to do. Imagine that. Um, but yeah. we did eat our faces off. We definitely Literally. did do that. There was a lot of Southern food involved. And, and the one sticky part of this entire experience for me was not having stew there mm-hmm. just because I know how much the South means to him and like Southern food means to him. And, oh, I just wished he could have savored it. So, you know, savored it along with us. But I mean, in New Orleans, it's like pork and seafood. So any kind of like a charcuterie, you know, some kind of cured sausage or something of the sort. Different hands. All right, let's run through all the of food it. because okay. we have some some foodies here. Okay. Um, I told Shay, so I'm, you know, obviously the Midwest portion of this team. And so here we have uh, whitefish. I live in a fishing community, so I'm on the water and we have like whitefish is our big thing. We have a fish boil. For those of you from the Midwest, you know what a fish boil is. But I have never been exposed to good seafood, anything I really wanted to try. So maybe at like a, a nice restaurant, there was something I could have ordered, but I really wasn't raised in that um, environment. And so that's not, I always go for the steak. Love me a good bloody steak. Mm-hmm. I told Shay before we left, I'm like, I am going to eat everything <laughs> that I can't get at home. Everything that I would normally like, oh, I don't know if I like that. I'm ashamed to say like that it's taken me this long to experience that. But I just, we all get in our routines. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I ate um, a lot of seafood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Loved it. Shay had to show me how to peel a shrimp. I know that's disappointing to many of you, but I wasn't that chic. And uh, mm-hmm. I forgot about holy that crap. You had uh, uh, so, you got to have crawfish okay. for the first time. Yeah, I'm wondering if I've had that before because that I mean that is we do have crawfish, but um, but not like that. Yeah, I mean the waitress did have to show me. I'm like, so do I actually eat this thing or is it a garnish? <laughs> what are we doing here? Uh, we had the best dining experiences. Can we just start with? Uh, we're going to give a free plug to Cochon. Cochon. Yeah. So um, we had a little miscommunique. <laughs> Let's dial back. Uh, we're walking down Royal. In my mind, I always say Royal, but that's not correct. Uh, Royal, and we are finding like these adorable dress boutiques, and it's very. It is very sad. You can see uh, the effects of COVID and mandates and shutdowns and everything. Uh, Because about every seventh store is open. It's bloody heartbreaking. Mm -hmm. Uh, But we found a cute dress boutique and they were supposed to open and they didn't. And then it said they had two more locations and we didn't really process that. We kept walking and we found a similar dress in a window of another store. So we walked in. Turns out this is one of the other locations. And we met Lewis. Hi, Lewis. Hi, Lewis. And he took phenomenal care of Mm -hmm. us Uh, if you've ever been shopping ladies and i would encourage you to find an experience whether it's something out of your budget like go to nordstrom or like go somewhere where someone knows clothing and body types clothing and body types and construct and 
Who are you waving to? Stu. He's oh. going to see the robins. <laughs> okay. Um, but we spent probably a good hour and a half in this store yeah. trying on dress after dress after dress. And Lewis was amazing. And we got to talk to him in detail about the community and the culture of New Orleans. And uh, he recommended us have dinner at the Waldorf. And so, like, again, my mom, like the Waldorf Astoria in, is like a name I grew up knowing. My mom's got a lot of class and whatever. So Shay makes dinner reservations and <clears throat> she's like, let's wear our new dresses. And these dresses are like H-O-T. We're looking good. <laughs> like, and I'm thinking that she made reservations for the restaurant at the Waldorf, which these dresses would have been totally apropos. And the direction that the Uber was driving, I'm like, are is this like, are we going to the world? Where are we going? Like, where are we going again? And we pull up and I'm like, well, not so much. This isn't the Waldorf. We went to Cochon. It was incredible. Um, it's on the corner and it's very casual inside, but don't let that fool you because the food was like Ace. nothing we've ever had. Um, I did leave the wine in the Uber. Mm -hmm. So we sat down, started talking to our waiter and uh, this is something we've talked about before on the show. If you never have, if you're making reservations somewhere, just call and ask if there's a corkage fee. If you have a bottle that you really want to experience with your meal from your own collection or you <clears throat> are a Dry Farms customer and that's mm -hmm. exclusively what you want to drink, most restaurants will have a corkage fee. So that just simply means they charge you to open the bottle. It's usually significantly less than one of their fire bottles it averages, I would say, this is not much of an average, but between like 50 and 30 a bottle to open. Mm -hmm. So um, we had to call the Uber back. Thankfully, he wasn't too far away. We got our <laughs> bottle. And then we ate one of the best meals I've ever had in my life. Yep. Terry took, Terry was our waiter. He was awesome. And he took such good care of us. And Angela and I, we like to do food the same way, which means that we will open wine and then we will order an appetizer and then we'll order another one and then another little small plate and then another one. And then maybe we'll get around to sharing an entree and then maybe we'll go back for another appetizer and then maybe we'll do dessert. And we just like to do it one thing at a time. Mm -hmm. really savor that one thing. And so at Cochon, the first thing that we started with was the wood fire oysters. And like, I could probably just cry thinking about them. They, it was <laughs> Creole food is such a Complex. punch in the mouth. Um, it's like, yeah, no holding back. <laughs> There's no holding back. There's spice and warmth and acid and fat and flavor and Yum. Just everything. And so, you know, we picked Terry's brain. We talked to him about this. And then we had some alligator, which was amazing. It was alligator and mint. Like who? I would never put those together. Yeah. Yeah. It was incredible. Onion, mint, alligator Par piece. Pineapple, parsley. Was that the combination? But with the wood-fired oysters, like Shay and I are such geeks. Like we're sitting there like, we're like, okay, there's like yeah. five Chili. flavors here. We got it. We had like four. Yep. Out of five. And then finally we called him over. We're like, there's something we can't identify. What is it? Mm -hmm. It was anchovy. Of it was course anchovy. it's anchovy. Of course. It makes so much sense to me. <sighs> it was just mm. so beautiful. You guys, you know that like 
that feeling of sharing special food with the people that you love. I mean, it's so soul reviving. Mm-hmm. And when somebody else is doing the dishes, like, it's, Boom. it's even more soul reviving. Uh, we laughed so hard. I thought I lost my spleen at <laughs> dinner that night. We broke with protocol. So here we're like in this like super cash restaurant. This looks like maybe just like a steakhouse kind of restaurant, like all wood. We're Industrial. In yeah. Industrial. And we're like, you know, we're dressed. Okay. And we got the giggles. And I, I can honestly say that's <laughs> – I can remember another time where I've laughed hard. So I think that's like a tie for the hardest I've ever laughed. And maybe it seems – Really bad because it was in public, but it was really bad. It was like church giggles on crack. It was really bad. It was, uh, I didn't know how I was gonna, going to uh, recover. And so we recovered by ordering another round of oysters at the end of our meal. We were like, oh, and we made Terry guess. Dessert. Can you guess what we're going to order again? Yes. The oysters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Pellegrino. Okay, fast forward to the next night. Um, we went to the Waldorf. Yeah, but what's the <laughs> and name we of the, go to the What's Waldorf. the name of the restaurant? Dominica. 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 And any meal, I know this is anti-French protocol, but like any meal in my mind that starts with cheese is a good meal. Seriously, it was so anti. Like I know that was how we started with cheese, wine, and cheese. So I dove into some Parmesan that was so good. That blue, what was that blue? Like, do we have a copy I have of that a, menu? I have a copy of the menu. I don't. I just have cochon for some reason. No, that's not true. You have the other one. You're you're mixing uh, them up. Yeah. Okay. I've got it. I'll figure it out. Okay. Anyway, we just we just ate. And I know that it sounds I know we were in New Orleans and I know that there was like plane rides involved and all this jazz, but at the end of the day, we were just enjoying good food with good company. Like it's such mm-hmm. a simple so simple it's so simple it's such a simple pleasure in life and i mean there's so there's so much that's applicable about that to our every Mm. day right Mm -hmm. i mean of course if you're eating sushi in japan like that's going to be a amazing experience (laughs) it's different than going to the sushi place in your you know hometown but right the idea is still just like there's this nourishment that comes when you I guess that's why they call it soul food, huh? Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, what we did was very simple. We didn't, um, you know, for for me, like I, I didn't know. Like I just, you know, I grew up like if you knew Bourbon Street, you knew the whole drunken brawl aspect of it. Like I didn't. I didn't know. And I feel like the people that we experienced and the convert, we had so many great conversations and the food. And then you and I had so many great conversations. I mean, it was like boiled down. It was a very simple four days. It was. Yeah. Or or 2.34. Yeah. I'm sure we've talked about this at some point on the podcast, but it really kind of, I came back with this re affirmation, I guess that. You really don't need <clears throat> large numbers of friends. You don't mm-hmm. need some, you know, weird, obscure social acceptance. Like you kind of just need one or two people in your corner. You know, one or two people that would like Thelma and Louise it with you if you needed them. Um, you know, <clears throat> that you know 
truly that you could call on that would be there. You know, one of my most favorite things about our friendship is that there are very few relationships in my world where I can just speak freely. I can kind of just Mm -hmm. exist very freely. And I'm not worried. It sounds so cliche to say, but I'm not worried about what you're going to think because I know that you love me. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, if I'm in a bad mood or if I'm sick or like whatever it is, it's, it's just easy. It's just easy. And not every relationship's meant to be like that. Not every friendship Mm -hmm. even is meant to be like that, but truly it's such a gift to just have a person, to have a person that you know, and you don't really need more than that. You know, of course, I'm not saying there's not a place for community, it takes a village. I'm but I just mean to 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 know you intimately. Like mm-hmm. your inner thoughts, your heart. I think that's kind of a special thing that's reserved for a few people. Mm-hmm. You know? I did I told Joel when I got back. I said, you know, traveling can be stressful and it could be stressful to hang out with someone that you <clears throat> that you aren't with a lot because we all have like idiosyncrasies and you know how many times between the two of us okay where's my mask where are my earbuds where's my keys where's this where's you know not where are my keys but um what's the code mm-hmm. you know i mean there was just such a freedom to just there's there was just a freedom i said it's not often that i get to hang out with someone and it's not even weird for me just to want to sit at a restaurant all evening or to gush over this or to be excited about that or to find the simplicity in Mm -hmm. something. Um, It was a very precious time. Mm -hmm. It was. And I feel like we're coming back now to homemaking, to our, the demands of our life here for this next stretch of time until we get to see each other again, just with a renewed. Yeah. Just a full, a full cup. Yeah, well, and it's just like a validation, like, this is real. Mm-hmm. This isn't just some, like, abstract person that you talk – I mean, we talk on the phone and we text. Yeah. And then we see each other, like, what we're doing now. We can see each other. Not the same. That could be challenging. Yeah. You know, that's that's different. Yeah. That's not like, hey, can you come over for coffee or do you want to pull weeds? Do you want to go mm-hmm. antiquing? We don't have that privilege mm-hmm. to do those little, like, putsy friendship things mm-hmm. where both work our – both of we each have very limited time and so a lot of what we do is like rapid Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. uh so to just be with each other was was incredible Mm -hmm. and we sure came back to life uh we lambed while i was gone and we lost two of them and then like the day after i got back i lost a you Mm -hmm. and came back to just homeschool and Time to sign up for driver. Try, time to sign up for driver's ed, mm-hmm. and you came back to um, something much more profound. Yes, <laughs> so, I should tell our listeners. Um, you should. I, I'm sorry. No, it's I okay. No, it's My okay. Apologies. I. <laughs> it's all right. Um, we and I only bring it up because it's part of our show. It is. So, um, so on the experience. on the flight back, I was, I was very sad to leave you. Like I felt yeah. very bittersweet about it. Um, obviously good to come home to your people, but it was very mm-hmm. sad. So I was kind of on the edge anyway. Get up in the air and about halfway home, I'm like over Kansas. 
I get a text message from a friend of mine um, who let me know that Danica had passed just a few minutes before. And she doesn't have an iPhone, so I can't message her back. I didn't know that. I couldn't. You didn't tell me So that I couldn't part. be like, you know, this is this is my very, very dear friend who's Audrey's sister. And so she's Danica's aunt, and I can't say anything to her. And I... I tried to, uh, you know, like breathe through it. Like, don't panic. Just breathe. You know, you're in an airplane. And then I was like, no, that's not gonna, <laughs> that's not going to work. And so I just let myself. Um, first, I was very angry. Like, really, Lord, the third three hours that I can't have. I just left Angela, who would have comforted me. In three hours, mm-hmm. I'll be with Stuart, who would have comforted me. Like, mm-hmm. here I am sandwiched in the only time in my existence where I can't have my people near me. And, um, I was very upset, but then I was like, no, this is good. And I just let it all out. The person next to me thought I was out of my mind, I'm sure. And I thought this was actually very precious time to, to find out because I was able to just grieve fully. If you've ever been a mom, you know, that kids really don't like it when you cry around them. It's very unsettling to them. What's wrong? Mom? Fix What's it. wrong? What's wrong? Yeah. yeah. And they want then you to comfort them. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, so yes, I came back to, you know, what everything that that entails. So Audrey and Amber both just live two minutes away from us. And so, you know, you were talking about those sort of peppery friendship things we have that. It's like, you want a coffee? Sure. I'll bring you one. I literally just take it in a mug from my house to their house because it's so mm-hmm. close. Um, and so what, you know, this week, by the time actually that this episode airs, um, we will, I asked Angela if we could record it a little bit early because, um, because of all the funeral stuff, but you guys, um, Audrey, I, I, I went and saw her the day that we got back or I guess the next morning. So this was just, I don't know, 12 hours maybe after Danica had passed. And and she just said, your listeners are so kind. And you guys were just on it. You were just sending her beautiful messages, the kindest, most heartfelt comments. And it really meant a lot to her. She holds our homemaker chic listeners in very high regards. If you guys haven't heard Audrey's story, you should go listen to the episode Danica the Brave. I believe it's in season four of the podcast, Mm -hmm. but it's Audrey's interview that we did with her a couple of months ago. And, and, um, I think that she will come on, she will come back on to, to talk to you guys when the time is right for her. But, um, Mm -hmm. yeah, uh, covet your prayers. Obviously we're working to just you know, I don't, I don't know. I can't even have a thought about it. Yeah. No, it'll, it'll be, we, I think, you know, I can see her coming on and we've had other people, um, suggest or even to request to come on because grief is mm-hmm. a part of life. Mm-hmm. And, um, mm-hmm. I, I'm proud of our audience. It's something they want to talk about because mm-hmm. they are pragmatic in in their approach to like this. It's just like miscarriage or something. Like we need to yeah. be able to talk about this. We talk about everything else. Let's talk about that. Yeah. You know? And I, I have yeah. learned a lot through it, just walking alongside somebody so closely. I mean, 
it's a skill. It's a tool to have in your tool belt as a homemaker to walk alongside somebody in grief. Right. And uh, things that some things are very helpful, like just check. I just kind of check in every day. Like, do you have food? Do you have food tonight? Somebody bringing you supper? Mm-hmm. You all covered? Do you need a grocery order? Do you need laundry done? Do you need your house cleaned? Whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. But those are things that you really kind of don't know that you're going to need to pull from until you're in that situation. You know, and I've sort of just kind of gleaned from people around me like, okay, this is this is how we walk alongside how somebody who's grieving. And mm-hmm. I've learned so much about just how to be a friend, how to be help and not um not and not be selfish. It's amazing actually how selfish some people can turn in grief, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. so it's been, it's been a, an incredible lesson. And I actually have the privilege of doing Danica's casket spray and the flowers for the service. And so I'm very much looking forward to that because that's a very special, beautiful little thing to do. Um, and I find it really cathartic to, to do that. So that'll be, yeah. That's what we're coming back. Well, to. and it has to be. Yeah, it's so <laughs> got to be meaningful her for her parents to have you too, not to have to outsource that to have somebody who cared and mm-hmm. who was there for everything. And yeah, it'll be so. I'll have more more thoughts on it once it, my mind settles a bit. Uh, yeah. It's amazing with grief you you kind of keep popping back from like, this is reality and this is what we need to do. And I need to go to the set this thing up at the church and I need to call this person back. And then the other side of your mind will just be like, no, nah, that really didn't happen. Mm-hmm. It's just so weird. <laughs> the mind mm-hmm. will just, it's so deceptive. <laughs> so anyway, all right. Didn't mean to leave it on that note, you guys, but I know so I many know, of you have been following. So many people are investing. Yeah. In following Danica's story, so. story and, and we will share uh, more about it when I, when that's when it can come out better. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so on that note, we are so glad to be back with you for season six. You guys have just made homemaker chic something that we never really even knew it could be. Um, yeah. Such a special place here for us to get to meet. So do follow us over on Instagram at homemaker chic podcast. Join us for Ultra Feminine Friday. That'll be coming up in a few days. Use the hashtag Ultra Feminine Friday. Show us what Ultra Feminine means to you on Friday. If you get your dry farm order, make sure you use the hashtag what I'm sipping and tag us so that we can share that. Um, And if you'd like to spend more time with Angela and I in between Homemaker Chic episodes, then you can follow us along on YouTube. Each of us posts mostly weekly over there. And so you can see videos of both of our farms and families and just kind of follow along with what we're doing. Angela's channel is Parisian Farm Girl and mine is the Elliott Homestead. Yes. And we will put links in the show notes of both of those. Okay. All the links to the advertisers. What's your most recent video? My mega market garden is in. Ooh. Yeah. And actually this week's YouTube video will be a continuation because I'm going to finish it. Finish a project? What? <laughs> it's not like there's a greenhouse full of seedlings that need to be moved out. Oh, my goodness. I did a kitchen Q&A 
the top 10 questions that have come in about our kitchen. And it's sort of a follow-up because I did a spring kitchen tour mm. the week before. So that's fun. Yeah, that's a good one. So thank you, everyone. Uh, stay tuned. It is Monday. Join us on Thursday because we are going to be unveiling the theme for season six. Yes. And we are so happy here. Yes. Okay, guys. We'll see you Thursday. Until then, cheers. Cheers. Cheers.